Hey, gals and girls, just wanted to preface this episode by letting you know there is a little bit of audio interference up till about the 20-minute mark. It starts to die down a little bit, and it's completely gone by the 25-minute mark. We do apologize, but we hope you tune in for the whole episode. If you just want to hear the Coco review, you can skip ahead to about the 20-minute mark. And on behalf of Danny and myself, thanks for tuning in to The Pull. On this week's episode of The Pull, we discuss the latest news on Marvel's Infinity War. I'm going to give John some tips and tricks on how to keep his latest cooking tool in pristine condition. And this week, we go loco for Coco. John, roll it! So, I realized today, you know how you... Like, you know what a telltale sign of getting old is? I was, so I'm, I'm outside and I'm throwing a football, right? And I'm throwing it like maybe like tw- anywhere from 20 to like 40 yards, right? Which really isn't that far. And I'm pretty sure I need fucking Tommy John surgery, dude. Like, <laughs> my, <laughs> my arm feels like it's about to fall off, dog. And I was only out there for like 10 minutes max, like. Damn. I'm fucking, I'm dying over here, bro. <laughs> Peyton Manning, so you, this dude playing until he's 40, you're over here, or past 40, you're over here like, <laughs> I'm in my mid-20s, I need a walker. Taking zero hits, just like lofting the fucking football, and I'm pretty sure I like tore a rotator cuff or something, like your boy needs to go to the hospital, bro. <laughs> so if you hear me periodically moaning or grunting through this podcast uh no i'm not masturbating i'm i'm just in hella pain whoa well i mean okay in fairness though uh, like having seen the picture of you with all your like roommates and stuff uh regardless of how cool they all are as i'm sure they are you're the only person i can guarantee you're the only person in the picture that's ever thrown a fist in a pit so, like, to your credit, <laughs> you've got plenty of practice with that arm. So, it's not like you went out there and you, you're just old and don't use it. No, you use that arm. Like, so, you got to give it's, yourself uh, a little credit, dude. It's a little worn out. It's a little worn out. Uh, I got, like, an old injury, which is actually – but I'll go with the pit. I'll, I'll go with that reasoning. That mm-hmm. makes sense to me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Constantly knocking um, dudes out. <laughs> so uh we're here to talk about movies tv whatever the fuck well damn uh, damn a bit of- you went so fast i was i was about to be like so daniel tell us how your black friday was and you're just Ooh. like choo choo screw it <laughs> that's right we did have the holiday um so yeah black friday was pretty dope um i didn't get to do too much shopping i went out after class and got a few things Picked up uh, a couple games that were on sale. I got uh, Bioshock Collection just because I love those games. I think I've talked about Infinite on this podcast. How yeah. It's like the best storyline ever. Um, I picked up uh, the first and the expansion to uh, Wolfenstein just because the second one just came out. So I wanted to see if I could get into that. Uh, then I picked up a couple Blu-rays. Just some movies that have come out throughout the year that I really felt the need to own. Uh, Logan. Uh, in for the black and white version in particular, uh, picked up Spider-Man um, and like a couple other things. Uh, I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, overall it was a pretty good haul. I mean, I only spent like sixty bucks, and I got quite a few things. Um, 
And then the next day, I felt the need to go buy Call of Duty for whatever reason. Yeah, that's what um, I was waiting for. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> kind of a spur of the moment, because I don't even know why I bought it. I've been dragging that game through the dirt like since it came out. It's and my opinion still hasn't changed, although I haven't played much of it. But I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> but with that being said, what did what did uh, what did you pick up? How was your Black Friday? Um, it was pretty good. You know, I got. A cast iron skillet, 12 inch. Uh, then, literally picked up two movies that were five bucks. At, I got Arrival and Hell or High Water. Um, oh, nice. Scooped Call of Duty, uh, liking it for the most part so far. Uh, and then, um, then a couple days later, I went back to Target and they had a 10 inch cast iron skillet left over. Which I'd seen before, but uh, I was just like, I'm not going to get this unless there's still one left over at the end of the weekend. I just happened to be in Target for something else, actually. And this Target had one left. So, I got it. And it gave me some... It's been given, The 10-inch one gave me some trouble. The 12-inch, I cooked <laughs> on just fine. You're so stupid. Um, again, again, dog. <laughs> another telltale sign that you're getting old. You're getting excited over skillet black friday deals yeah. <laughs> you know it's true it's true i was stoked but hey but hey. so then like i gotta figure out how to clean this 10 inch skillet because it's fucked up and the 12 incher was fine so this sounds this like now when you say skillet you mean like like cast iron yeah 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 oh that's easy dog that's easy well i'll, I'll tell you about it after yeah so so the i'm key, stoked the on key I, I'll, I'll let the audience know as well, because <laughs> this turned into the Skillet podcast oh. and not the band. Uh, but the key is you got to, after you're cooking it, just put like a layer of salt down and let it sit there for like a few minutes. And when that soaks up all the stuff, then you can essentially just wipe it out. Um, and oh, then well, damn, what you want to do is just, uh, you want to oil it down before you use it, like right after that. So it keeps it, uh, keeps it from rusting, essentially. Yeah, but if it's just a all... little, just a little knowledge, a little cooking knowledge from, you know, your your uh, your Italian neighbor, your neighborhood Italian over here. Well, so. um, well, now it's got from the first time, it's not a lot, but it's got a bunch of like extra shit that's like stuck to it. Like over time, <laughs> cast irons get kind of like that anyway. But like this is my first time. Why is my cast iron skillet doing this the first time? I got to figure out how to that's get the seasoning, Doug. You'll be all right. You'll live. Trust me. But, uh, so. Oh yeah, so y'all look. If you haven't done yourself, do yourself a favor. Go buy a cast iron skillet. Cause if uh, yeah, you live in Change a place, yeah, it's great. And if you live in a spot where you're not able to uh, have a grill or and grill yourself a steak, pour some oil in that bad boy. Uh, make sure you fucking salt and pepper your steak, and then throw your steak on a skillet. <laughs> what the fuck we talking about, dog? Look, hey, <laughs> these people like food just as much as we do. Damn. <laughs> Aren't we a movie and TV and entertainment podcast? What the hell are you doing? Move on. Damn. Over here talking about skillets. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the news. Alright, enough with the fucking with the with the John Cooking show here. Uh so a little bit going on in the news. not really much, but um a couple of interesting uh interesting things that kinda came out. Uh visuals that is. Uh first well first thing that kinda happened today. Today being uh, 27th, I don't know what today is, but uh, yeah, Monday 27th, but uh, Tom Holland, so Tom Holland, I think maybe we had talked about it on here, I'm not entirely sure, but he's been 
He's been rumored to be cast in this Uncharted movie for like, shit, damn near like a year and a half now, I guess, right? Um, but he, he put out a little teaser on his Instagram. He was uh, just like a little short video of him on the menu screen for the Uncharted video game. And he was talking about, uh, for research purposes, was like the caption. Um, so he, you know, basically all but confirmed. Because, I mean, up until this point, it's there's still no, like press conference i guess you will that says hey we're making a fucking uncharted movie and this is our star it's all just kind of been speculated so um who knows I, if he was serious or not but i bet cool. that the the movie company um told him to do that because it's been like a joke with the mcu that he's like the biggest like spoiler in the whole group tom holland is so i bet the movie company was like let's take that joke and run with it hey tom do you know, yeah. Tell yeah. people you're in this movie without saying you're in this movie. I mean, it creates buzz, right? Like people get to talking, like idiots on Skillet podcasts and whatnot. Yeah, dude. Um, Buy yourself a hey, skillet. It works. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess uh, Sean Levy is rumored or is supposed to be directing that. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I don't know that we necessarily need an Uncharted movie. I mean, the game is a movie essentially and i feel like if you make a movie you're just making an indiana jones film but uh that's just my two cents what do i know um it's true it's true what do you know nothing um but i do know some shit about skillets enough with the skillets fucking damn shut up about the skillets (laughs) all right so uh vanity fair came out with some uh some pretty cool images. We're getting to finally start to see some marketing for this Infinity War uh, joint we're going to get uh, next year. They came out with uh, four different covers. Did you get to Did you get to peep them? I saw those. I saw those. So what I found kind of interesting. So obviously this is like a very, you know, huge widespread movie. Originally it was rumored to be two parts. Um, I don't think they're making it two parts anymore, but. Uh, What's so with that being said, there's you know, every fucking character you've seen in the MCU thus far is going to be in this movie. And maybe I'm looking too much into this, but did you see kind of like the groupings of the of the characters on each cover? Did you think there was any like correlation in as to how they'll um, how they'll kind of tell this story through the movie? What do you um, I mean, speculation? I didn't pay, th- I w- didn't watch it watch it i didn't look at them that sharply like in that way but i've seen i saw the trailer already so i've seen how some of them are broken up i guess i just need to uh, cross-reference the two which i didn't even think about yeah i didn't i didn't think to cross-reference but uh i just found it kind of interesting because obviously they're gonna have to kind of group these characters up you're not going to be able to tell a two and a half hour movie just say by giving each one of these people their individual storyline so you know yeah. i'd imagine they're going to be in small groups and uh if you look at some of the groupings on these photos um you know i found them just you know a little interesting um but i'll let you know check them out go go look them up vanity well, fair one thing that's interesting to me is that and I won't say the difference because I know that they didn't want the trailer to be leaked. So, like, I don't want to be that guy with that podcast that Disney damns for the rest of time. But, like, um, Captain America is wearing the traditional Captain America suit in those pictures. And I know that the suit's a little different in the movie already. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I, I don't know that I even noticed that in the trailer because the trailer was so well like grainy and shit. And I no, really I think no. They've once. released pictures of him already from that movie, so it's not really a spoiler. I'm not sure why they did it this way. He wears the uh, he's got the blacked out Captain America suit in the movie. Oh, right. And he's got like underground cap. And he's got a beard. Things. Yeah, he went by a different name. Like I forget what it is, but nerd Twitter knows. So that's why <laughs> that's why I read it. Um, but there were some. I mean, there there's a couple different like costumes and things in these pictures. Like Thor's got a significantly darker costume. Yeah, dark um, Thor costume, which yeah. uh, looks pretty looks pretty dope. I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see like how that ties into the tone of this movie. I feel like this movie's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be Marvel. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna have your jokes and whatnot, but I feel like it's gonna be their darkest movie yet because somebody's. There's got to be people dying, right? I mean, somebody's got to die in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I feel like it'll be pretty dark, and I think uh, just you know maybe they're maybe they're trying to set that tone just from uh, you know like a color scheme point of view. Um, you got Hawkeye rocking a mohawk, which was uh, a little odd. I don't know that he, I don't know that he needs that. See, I <laughs> didn't, I didn't quite notice that part. I got to look at that. It's uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a mohawk. <laughs> it's a mohawk. I mean, like, dog, it's 2017. Why, why are we giving this dude a mohawk? Come on, can he just have like normal hair? Like, damn. <laughs> um, so that's 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 happening. But uh, they, w- while we're kind of on the topic, and you had brought up the trailer, the Russo brothers kind of uh, possibly teased the trailer release. So on their uh, like Facebook page, they put out just an image, and it was just a number three. Um, and so speculation is that uh, they're dropping a trailer, whether that be in three days or maybe December the third. Um, you know, not entirely sure, but you know, hopefully, like we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. I don't know that it made the cut because of some te- technical difficulties, uh, but. You know, I mean, that trailer came out like over a year ago and we, well, it hit the internet over a year ago and we haven't seen any of it. So, yeah. Uh, and you had speculated that, you know, you thought they would put it in front of Star Wars. So I Wait, think over it's a year ago, it came out in like June or July. Not, that was this year? Yeah. I thought that was like Comic-Con like last year, bro. No, last year. Or like D23, maybe. No, no, which no. would have been like early this year, maybe. La- last year was. I don't remember. Last year was the, uh, was the what the hell am I trying Civil to think? War. Justice League, uh, trailer was the big superhero trailer last year. Hmm. All right. Well, fair enough. Whatever. And it's been a long time. Know, Thor and, but... It's been a long time since. Oh yeah, that's right. It was Thor. La- I could have sworn they dropped them at the same time though, but whatever. Um. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that should they like drop it early before Star Wars, like, what do you, what do you get out of that? You know what I mean? Like from a marketing standpoint, whereas if you, and granted, yeah, I mean, even to... if you wait, Oh, keep sorry, going. go ahead. No, keep going. I was going to say, I mean, even if you wait before the movie, it's not like, you know, it's going to hit the internet in, you know, 0.5 seconds, but I mean, at this point, why not wait? Right, like, why, why are you gonna drop it in like three days on like a random day? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Well, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ponder the significance of the three right now because, um, 
I, I I think that you're right in that they wouldn't put it on anything other, or that they shouldn't put it on anything other than Star Wars if they didn't put it on four. Um, Dude. I I can't I can't help but think that the three stands for something else. That's that's all I'm thinking. I'm also thinking about I'm looking at the the magazine cover now, and uh, it, it, are we calling that a mohawk? Because it's clearly just a, a a slick back like that that like hairstyle that you Italians not you your type of whoa, Italian but like whoa, Jersey whoa. but like Jersey Shore Italians and then scene kids do which we you know are those but with a side cut it's basically Captain America's haircut with a side cut uh I mean it was I saw an image that that they labeled it as um a mohawk dog oh, like okay I mean but then again like I I they might not know I mean, what they're talking about. So basically, for for those not looking at the image currently, he's got like a he's got like an undercut almost. So it's like super high, like almost lo, almost skin fade, like all the way up to like this top side of his head, and then it's like long on the top. So I don't know how far back it goes, but I'm pretty sure it like kind of like comes forward as if it's like a fucking mohawk, dude. Which is just like. It's just weird. I mean, out of all the characters, it changed. Like, I mean, everyone's hair is a little different except for Tony, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think you can change anything about that guy at this yeah, point. Like, just, yeah, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. Of... wears a different haircut. He's he's had that same haircut since before it was a cool haircut to have. Like, <laughs> He was rocking that shit in the 90s when he was doing drugs and drinking too much beer. Hell I yeah. Hell I yeah. don't know how I feel about Scarlet with blonde hair even though that's her natural hair color just that costume needs to have the red hair in my mind um <laughs> and then my man anthony mackie he's got the lebron hair lebron hairline going on right now it looks like i could be wrong but he looks like he needs to wear a sweatband <laughs> to cover that Might have up. Been painted on a little bit <laughs> sorry anthony uh, but if you just if you if you were to just google hawkeye mohawk uh You'll see there's, like, some press photos of him, like, I guess, like, on the red carpet or something. And it's it's clearly, like, a mohawk. It's just – it's a we- it's a weird look. It's a, it's a weird look. Uh, huh. But that's just odd. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, they – or, to, like, to your point, they, they did change up a little bit of each character. Um, oh, you know, most of which a, you, you – Here's a picture. It is kind of a mohawk, but more yeah. like a – more like a – a Guido would wear that haircut <laughs> and be on a reality yeah, TV or, show. Or as you said, I think, uh, what is it? The standard Italian haircut you called yeah. it or something like oh, that? Oh, dude, you know what that haircut is? We can kill it right now and move on from the dang thing. That's the fucking Macklemore haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. You walk into the barber. Yo, give me the Macklemore. Got you, fam. Uh-huh. Got you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean – to wrap it up, I mean, they did change just a little bit of each character, um, but, I mean, nothing too significant. I think that was probably – those two things stood out to me the most as being the most significant. Yeah, I don't Other think they that, changed Just Black little Panther, tweaks. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you, right? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even had a movie yet. Right Give before. the man a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but overall, uh, so we're starting to finally get into the marketing for this movie, which is pretty exciting. Uh I'm stoked to see what the three really means if they do drop a trailer. And if they do, I'm hoping it's different than the one that anybody that's Googled Infinity War has seen at this point, you know, because like I said, they, 
they dropped that Comic-Con trailer, like, for whether it was this year or last year. It's been a while, so um, hopefully that means, you know, we get at least something a little bit new. But, I mean, even if it's the same old one, I'll, I'll be happy just to see it in HD, so. Yeah, I was that was literally what I was about to say, is I'll be happy to see it in HD. Um, the only really other news I got, there was a lot of Marvel news this week, but um, the only other thing I got was in an interview with the uh, Duffner brothers, um, I, I didn't realize there was, like, an outpour for this, but, so, Stranger Things 2, um, we get introduced to Lucas's sister, uh, Erica, who, you know, I, I understand the outpour at this point, you know, now knowing about it, but she was fucking fantastic, dude. She had, like, some of the best, like, one-liners, I thought, out of the whole season, um, just, like, snooping around her brother's bedroom and whatnot, making fun of him. Uh, but they confirmed she's going to have a much larger and significant role come uh, season three, which I think would be pretty cool. I think she would add an interesting dynamic to um, to the group because although they all kind of make fun of each other a lot, uh, she definitely brings like next level shit talking to Lucas in particular. And <laughs> they, they definitely had some some, you know, good banter back and forth. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would that'd be pretty cool. Just one more character to kind of add to the uh, to the posse, if you will. But no word on her brother coming back? No, I mean, of course he's going to come back, oh, okay. right? Why I'm would Lucas not come back? That's a part yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Nah, he's essential, dude. That kid ain't going anywhere. That kid's set for life, bro. All those kids, man. I mean, All those kids. her brother is the Red Power Ranger, too, so. Um, Say what? He's the Red Power Ranger. What are you talking about? Her her brother is the Red Power Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. Like her brother in real life, or the kid that plays no, the Lucas? kid that plays her brother, Doc. Lucas, the li- the little kid. How is he the Red Power Ranger? What? Oh, you're talking about his sister. I got I I like fast forwarded and no, moved you're on tripping, to tripping, dog. Moved Tighten on up. <laughs> I had fast forwarded and moved on to the. You're talking you, about Mad Max, bro. You're talking yeah, about when Max you when you made the group dynamic being better comment, I was like, Jesus. Oh, so we're talking about nah, her. That chick's that chick's already part of the group. I'm talking about Lucas's little sister playing with the Barbies in the in she, the room. So now that now that I took a step back to to where you are, I she can't like if so the thing is is they got a young actress to drop like one liners we got to see if she could actually do a scene before we're like yo join join the group i mean i feel like there's already some essential characters in that show that aren't necessarily the best actors um but they you know can regardless who? i think you you kind of accept that a little bit with this show because I, they're i'm just they're curious kids. who you're who you're referring to because i don't have an issue with any of these kids acting i mean i i'm not saying i have an issue with it they're not bad by any by any stretch of the you know imagination but i you know i'm not handing out academy awards to say the girl that plays max or hell even the kid that plays um uh Fuck, what's his name, dude? The one that got, that got lost Will. last year, and he, Will. I mean, granted, he plays a good fucking like. I'm I'm stroking out, and I'm having some issues. But I mean, beyond that, he. I don't know. I'm not always sold on on what he's doing. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like we've seen enough of him actually being awake in that show. 
for me to make. <laughs> uh, so, now, at the, so at the so at the same so the other side of the coin is you can't necessarily say he's a he's a good actor. Yeah, but I was just saying no point. one's acting bothers me really. Yeah, I mean, like I said, no, none of them bother me. I just don't think they're all like you know fully developed. Um, I, so yeah. naturally they're not you know fantastic. Yo, check this. Um, Did you so, know that Dustin was like a Broadway? kid star before this yeah dude i mean kid can sing bro yeah kid can sing for real um he uh he sung the national anthem at a uh, at a mets game actually i watched a video of it um it once season two came out they had posted something on their i think it was facebook or instagram or something and me being a mets fan i, I happened to see it and that kid can fucking belt it bro like he's yeah. got some real he's got some range uh which is impressive because if you consider the fact that he didn't even get permanent teeth until like this year. Uh, I mean, and I'm not I'm not making fun. Like like that's yeah. got to be difficult to you know hit certain notes and 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 you know stretch your vocal cords to and to a certain extent without being able to fully enunciate like your yeah. your words and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's impressive, dude. He's he's got some. That kid's gonna go far for sure. Oh yeah. Well, but yeah. People as if he needs my stamp of approval. Yeah. People are definitely like. I'm leaning so close to the microphone. People are definitely they're in love with that kid. Just as like a person, when he does interviews, he like is oh, almost yeah. the same person, and he's so endearing. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic, dude. He's fantastic. What I just hope never happens. This is a bad thing to say coming out like this, but like I just hope none of these kids ever do go the like '80s child star route. Like, and some of those yeah. kids, it wasn't their fault. Like bad parenting and some other things um that befell them but like i hope we live in a society now that's so unaware enough of those things that these kids never like wash up like that right right i mean they all seem to have pretty good head on their shoulders but i got so deep about i was just like listen kids (laughs) sit down daddy gotta talk to you Yo, I hope these kids never ruined their lives like <laughs> yeah. Macaulay Culcom. Now, now you listen here. You better behave. Turn him into like the most southern person I could think of. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all the news I got. Um, so unless you got anything, um, I think we got a little bit of a review we can um, get into. Is there any other news? Not off the top of my head, but if it something occurs to me, I might just have to throw it down in the middle of this podcast. Also, real quick, I will say this, because this is going to be my accountability crew. Uh, your boy, the other night, as I, I told Danny the plot, I'm not going to reveal it to anybody yet, but uh, your boy started writing uh, uh, his first uh, fantasy novel. Um, so we're going to see you how tell. that... How that turns out. I do know that I at least wanted to have one sequel already, uh, but I'm not going to tell anybody anything else other than that. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, I haven't been this stoked to write an actual uh, story story. I write. I used to write short stories all the time. I haven't been this stoked just to write something that wasn't a screenplay in a long time. So y'all can keep me accountable and make sure I'm keeping up with that. Um, but yeah. yeah, now we're going to talk dope. about uh, a cute a cute little engagement that came out this weekend. Daniel, would you like to bring it in? Yes, sir. So, uh, review for this week, movie John and I both went and saw, um, Coco, number one at the box office. And, uh, spoilers from my review, 
It's fucking fantastic. I think everybody needs to go see this movie. So that's my uh, real quick 30-second overview. Um, And that's been it for uh, The Pool Season 2, Episode (laughs) 2. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Um, (laughs) Damn, you really were. You were just like, I'm going to bury the lead. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into it a bit. Um, but uh, I th- I thought it was it was fantastic. Uh, but before we do, um, and before well, first let me get your overall thoughts. Tell me what you thought about it. I loved it. There was the one thing I hated about it. Yeah, I have I I do have one bone to pick with it. I mean, maybe maybe this will. I'm just gonna hope. I'm praying that this is a segue to you. Uh, the worst part about Coco is the 20 fucking minute Frozen video that you have uh, to watch yeah. beforehand. All right, so I got two bones to pick with it. Really? <laughs> oh fuck! You so fuck I kind of forgot that. about that. <laughs> All right, so let me set the stage while we're on this topic, okay? And I had t- I was texting you in the midst of this shit, so <laughs> you know what I'm about to get at. So. Alright, I'm a grown-ass man covered in tattoos, okay? For those of you that have, that don't know me in person. That punches uh, people sometimes. <laughs> so, I go to this movie theater in Bumfuck, Oklahoma. Yukon, Oklahoma, okay? You probably never heard of it. I didn't hear of it until I recently moved here. So, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like driving across town to the nice AMC. I'm going to go to this this other AMC over here. And I knew just right off the bat it wasn't going to be as nice because they didn't have reserved seating. So I'm like, all right, I know what I'm getting into here. Um, I get there maybe like 15 minutes early. I walk in. I'm the only fucking dude in the theater. <laughs> I said, all right, here we go. I sit. So, but with that being said, I'm like, tight. I get prime seats, right? Like I sit right in the middle, right, you know, perfect. I sit down and I realize that this place is the most rundown, <laughs> like trashy movie theater I think I've ever been to. Like, I think I had told you the seats were meant to be red and they were straight brown. It was Classic. disgusting. Uh, I don't even want to know what was on those seats, all right? But so as I'm sitting there, I'm 15 minutes early. And of course, you know, People start to roll in with their families, you know, group of three, group of four here and there with their kids. Of course, it's a kid's movie. No one wants to sit next to the grown ass man by himself covered in tattoos. <laughs> so, that is true. so like they're they're they're, you know, purposely picking these seats that are clearly worse, like all the way on the end of the aisle just to avoid like the creepy dude in the kid's movie. Uh, so I thought that was funny. But then on top of that, I got to sit through this fucking 20 minute frozen fucking short like story and it's got like five musical acts in it all of which and i'm not just saying this because it was frozen because although i didn't like that movie the musical numbers were good these fucking musicals were terrible like dude, just not good yeah dude. you're not you're not lying like so the hook for that olaf song i thought was catchy just the hook but like in in every song that they gave those girls as I'm listening to what they're saying, I, I'm thinking to myself, these are the lyrics? Like, I'm like, who wrote this, yo? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who who put this together? I wish I could remember some of the lines because I was just like, that doesn't even musically make sense. Like, yeah, No, not at all. What dude. are you terrible. doing? It and was, so, and, and being a lifelong uh, Pixar fan, um, you know, huge Pixar fan growing up, I 
the short films at the beginning is something I, you know, genuinely look forward to every Pixar movie. I mean, there's just there's great storytelling and great yeah. animation. Um, in in that Paper Man one, that was the fucking one, bro. Oh, dude, one. or the one in front of uh, I think it might have been Dory with the uh, with the seagulls on the beach. Oh, that was one. Oh, that is so and good. I the forgot. Bubbles? Oh, dude, I forgot. <laughs> So oh lord, good, my dude. heart right now. I forgot. Or um, I don't know if you saw uh, Cars three, but they had um, they had one about like lo- toys in the lost and found on a playground. And that sounds like dope. About, I need to it's look. It's like for that. all about like uh, this like forgotten toy because his kid starts to grow up and he goes to like the next grade level and he leaves oh, his toy. I'm I forget cry, what the toy I'm is. I'm gonna cry. Don't don't do and it to like, me, bro. Don't yeah, do it dude, to he me. Like leaves it on the playground, but the toys like come to life. Of course, kind of like why a toy story. Why are you spoiling story the whole it, movie for me right now, dog? It like oh, it'll hit you in the feels, dog. Well, like it's what sucks. <laughs> it what sucks about that is I freaking rented Cars three. The other day, and and uh, Redbox, they take the fucking shorts out of the promotional versions of uh, the movies. That's shitty. They make you pay for that shit, dog. Yeah. So <laughs> I I ain't seen it. You know who gonna have it though? YouTube. So I'm gonna go there. There you go. Yeah, it's fantastic. That might be one of my favorites. Actually, now that I think about it. it, was so good. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, it was really disappointing. Just to, because I think personally, there's a time and a place for Frozen. And it's not in front of a Pixar movie. Yeah. Pixar, that's their standalone animation studio that's a subsidiary of Disney. You don't need to put Frozen in fucking everything. Put that in front of a Disney animation film. Not a fucking Pixar animation. Like, it's not like Disney doesn't have their own animated films they couldn't throw it into. Like, I, 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 just thinking it through, though, the, I can, the only reason I could think of is that this movie came out around the holidays, and that's the gist I, of the short. I know the reason why. Why I, is that? I found out, and oh, real quick, I the only reason, <laughs> the only reason this is probably true for more than just me that I ever saw Frozen is because this girl uh, was like, "Hey, do you want to watch Frozen together?" And uh, I wasn't even dating her; it was just a girl I was into, and she was into me. So like, That's it had come come out on DVD like six months before that, and so your boy was like. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, truth be told, I've never actually, and I'll, I've gotten shit over this because most people think it's like the greatest Disney movie of all time, but I've never seen the entire thing. I fell asleep in it twice and I just refused to try and watch it. Oh, I mean, it's not like, look, <laughs> I fell asleep too, bro, but I kept doing the like wake up and like come to and like I'm, I'm like cuddling, my head's on her. As I'm sleeping, and she's like, "Are you asleep?" And I do, "No, no, no way." Because no, no, right no, no, now, no. what's happening is that it's snowing everywhere. Like, <laughs> she's like, "It's frozen. Every every place is covered in snow." So I was like, "Shit." Um. So yeah, but let's get into Coco a bit. So what are, what are your overall thoughts? What do you, what did you think? And then tell me tell me what you thought the storyline was. Because I thought one thing that I found interesting about this movie, as opposed to a lot of other Pixar movies, is some of the a lot of the initial trailers, some of the later trailers uh, kind of strayed from this, but a lot of the initial trailers left a lot of mystery to this movie, kind of like what the plot is and what's going on. I mean, all you really knew is that it had some type of, uh, you know, uh, like Mexican theme to it, but that was about it. So tell me your thoughts and tell me kind of, um, you know, let, let people know what it was about. Um, dude, the first thing 
that uh, ever attracted me to this movie was the um, the production art uh, drawing of the city with more than uh, like three thousand houses. Oh, um, dude over a million actual lights that they had to program in Beautiful. Um, that and yeah so they just had the like color pencil drawing of that at the time and before there was ever a trailer and i saw that and was just like i don't know what this movie is going to be yeah. but i'm seeing it because of this and then, that was easily like one of the most beautiful animated scenes I've oh, ever seen. It's going like, to be hands down. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a high iconic shot. Like it's yeah. that picture's going to live on because I think the fact of the matter is is look, this is going to give my opinion, uh but I can confidently say that I think that this will be remembered as probably top 3 um Pixar movies in, in to the wider public every you know we could sit here and say that we feel slightly different about that scoring um but like if i were to be unbiased i would put it top three um wow that's then, I, I mean that's high praise because you know there's yeah there's yeah i mean but you know classics like, like, yeah i mean that's my my opinion i i believe it belongs in the top three i won't give you something as specific in this particular part of the conversation where I think it belongs in the top three. Um, but if anyone put it anywhere in the top three, I'd be like, okay, that's fair. But, but then of course, you know, the widest idea of thought is, um, we're really going to talk a lot about Pixar. Uh, uh, the widest school of thought seems to be that, uh, Toy Story three is the greatest Pixar film of all time. Um, uh, yeah, and see, debatable. obviously, 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 you have people that are gonna be outliers like that, but like, and and that's, and I didn't necessarily, I don't think I necessarily disagree, um, in objective and subjectively, that's not even my favorite Pixar movie. Like, subjectively, mine is, um, is Monsters Inc., um, which actually originally was critically received closer to Cars was a few years down the road. Uh, than people think now just because it aged it's kind of aged well but um back then i don't think people thought monsters inc was like as good as people think it is now so if you i mean so all right so you've already given us one and a hint at a second so what is your top three picks are i'm curious oh man i haven't put enough thought into this but um <laughs> he's like i got him but i yeah I just, later. I just had the like i was just introducing a surface idea there um but you know it, if you put a gun to my head and said you have to do it um i think that given a little bit of time um it's possible that coco be ranked at number one and i don't know Ooh. that objectively i would argue with it um in in very very large part with a larger audience because of the visuals, because I can say it's the most visually stunning Pixar movie I've ever seen story and all that other stuff aside. Like there hasn't been that much color in fucking any movie ever. Um, yeah, but with the exception of one thing that I'll, I'll get into in my, I mean, bring it up now. It's worth, you know, this is a conversation. 
Well, no, because I want to go over what the movie was about, oh. <laughs> which I asked you a while back. But well, damn, uh, we got a whole podcast. All right, so to talk but about finish it. your thought, dog. Like, so Coco is potentially um, so that, one. and then I I think that on a deeper level, uh, and this is definitely uh, digging more at the give you my specific thoughts at a deeper level. Um, Coco did something that made me happy as a as more than just somebody who likes to go to the movies, uh, someone that has a love affair with film and also social things outside of movies. They had two or three musical numbers. And again, I wouldn't qualify it as a musical. We talked about this before. Um, the music falls where it should fall in the story. Like for those of you that have seen Old Brother or Art Thou, there's music and singing, but it falls only where people would realistically sing. So if you're doing chores in the house singing, that's realistic, that type of shit. Um, a few of those numbers were completely in Spanish and they didn't give you subtitles to to Americanize it more for you. And I thought that that was beautiful. I thought it was a great sentiment. I thought that, especially in the climate we live in right now, where there is, to an extent, there's a lot of negative outlook on Mexicans and, and this was just like, yo, so guess what? We're in America where the phrase seems to be, if you're in America, speak American. And they were just like, you know what? We're going to fucking put Spanish songs in this movie and not tell you what they mean. And I was yeah, like, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, this is dope. And it just, the movie flowed better for it because like the visually, the last thing I need is to try and read white letters against a neon colored background. Um, yeah, and just a background that's beautiful at that. Like, what, yeah, you, know, you don't want to ruin something like that. Yeah. Um, so the story, what the story is about, since Danny asked me to provide that for you, if you're completely uninitiated at this point, is there's this young Mexican boy, and he is best friends with his ever aging um, great great grandmother, who, by the way. <laughs> Looks exactly like Matt, who's been on here before. Looks exactly like his grandmother, and it's so strange to me because because she, as as a uh, animated character in that movie, is one of the most beautiful things that I think that they created in that movie. Just it was a cartoon, and she still looked cartoony, but within the context of that, she still looked so like so real. Like you've seen old ladies that look like that. And, um, so she's very, very old. She doesn't even really talk anymore. Um, and she was married to a once famous musician that walked out on her and her daughter and negative, negative pause. Her dad, her father, his great, great. Oh yeah. So it's the previous generation before that. Whew. So there, it's like it's like family inception in this movie. Um, and, There's a lot uh, of family. Like yeah, that. it is. <laughs> it was huge. Um, so her father um, was a famous musician, and he walked out on her and her mother. And the main character—I forget the kid's name off the top of my head. What was his name? Uh, you did too. Okay, IMDb fuck. that real quick. <laughs> um, but I remember his dog's name, oh, Dante. Yeah. Um, because I thought it was funny Dante went to the afterlife with him. Dante's Inferno. Um, started with like a J or something. Ah, fuck. Yeah, you'll find it. I believe in you. Um, and so he's the only person in the family that likes music because they've been programmed Miguel. to not listen to music. Miguel. Okay. Way, way Miguel. <laughs> yes. Now I remember it being yelled 400 times in the movie. Um, and so 
as the only person in his family that has an attachment to music because they've all been programmed not to like it, he keeps it a secret. And then he thinks and believes that his uh, great-grandfather is this big famous musician. Um, or he be- yeah, 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 he believes he can find him and be blessed with his skills. Oh, it gets deep. That's a lot of spoiler stuff, so you got to be careful there. Um, and uh, so he goes out looking for him. Oh, no, that's wrong. He just wants to play in a concert. I gave you more details than you needed. Um, Struggling. (laughs) Well, I started thinking about some things that were in the trailer and some things that weren't, and I kind of walked myself into a weird corner. But he just This is exactly why I asked you to explain it, because I don't feel like, like, after seeing the movie, I don't feel like the trailers were very clear as to what the storyline was. Yeah, I I didn't know he wanted to play in a concert. Because there was a lot of there were for a Pixar movie, there were some some bigger some big plot twists. I felt like, and I yes. felt like that was part of the reason why they held their cards closer to the chest on what the plot was about. Yeah. Um, because I thought for sure, like within the first ten minutes, I knew what this story was, and then like the the big twist at the end that we'll get into, I was like, that's dope. Like I I appreciate that. I yeah. I, I loved what they did with it. So, but anyways, continue. Um. Yeah, so he wants to play in this concert. Now I'll give you the actual synopsis here. Uh, he wants to play in a concert at the park, but he can't uh, because he uh, doesn't have a guitar. And he goes to steal it from his great-great-great-grandfather's uh, mausoleum. And when he steals it from the mausoleum, he gets transported to the afterlife. And that's this where... This is on... All of this, the entire movie takes place on... Uh, the day of the dead and so yeah. that's a, a huge that's i would say that's like a character in and of itself um, oh my what gosh it's yes. like the themes well, behind so the day of the dead and what it uh. means to the mexican culture and it's oh man and so when he goes to play it um you know he he crosses that path if you will uh, to the afterlife and then mm-hmm. he gets the opportunity to to seek out his grandfather, essentially. Now, um, I think... And then it becomes kind of back to the future-y. Uh, from here on out, uh, spoilers can be released. So, um, it gets back to the future in a number of ways. One, the pl- plot obviously becomes he's stuck there until he gets a blessing from a family member to cross back over to the other side. But he wants them to allow him to play music by blessing him with that... Uh, that approval and uh since he's stuck there because he's trying to find his great 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 grandfather because he knows he'll approve it he starts to become one of the dead his skin starts like disappearing you just see his bones where it visually i think they wanted to kind of nudge that movie is he was wearing a red hoodie playing guitar and he was starting to disappear and Michael J. Fox's character famously wears the red vest, famously plays a guitar, mm. and famously disappears. And I thought okay. that I thought that if that was a nudge they were giving, that it was really cute and clever. And yeah, I love. Yeah, that. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that, but I, yeah, yeah. I see it now. That's pretty good. Good. I'm, um, glad, I'm glad I could open your I, eyes. <laughs> I mean, I, I like thematically though, like the idea of. All right. So obviously this uh you know mystical you know event has happened and so in order to get back the entire movie is about seeking the approval 
of your family to follow your dreams, no matter what their initial thoughts may they, even though they may be like the most negative against it. Um, you know, he, he does not care. He's so persistent in, I'm going to be a musician and I'm going to be the best there ever was that he's willing to, you know, nearly die. I mean, essentially he's willing to disappear if that's what it takes because he wants to be a musician. And so like the, the whole theme is just built around family and, you know, and, and following your dreams and like, Oh dude, it's, it's beautiful movie. Like it's, it's so beautiful, dude. Like I, I can't talk highly enough about this movie. Huh? Um, so, but yeah, so essentially that's the plot. And then, um, you know, we won't get into, you know, how it wraps up, but, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about some more heavier spoilers in the, uh, towards the latter half of this. But, uh, one thing I'll, 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 I'll say it now. So the one thing that I did not like about this movie, I thought it was visually one of the most beautiful animated films I've ever seen, hands down. With the exception of the fact that they have these, uh, what do they call the the creatures that like fly, um, and and take you through? Yeah, there's there's the afterlife animals. essentially. Spirit animals. So they have these spirit animals, right? And there's um, there's one large spirit animal. Uh, the the cat is what I'm referring to, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially, in like towards the beginning when when you first get introduced to this spirit animal you you think that it's more of like a negative thing like he's out to he's out to like take him away right or um he, basically he's supposed to be intimidating but the, i didn't have a problem with like the plot point of, of why this character existed but visually i thought it just it stood out like a sore thumb it looked to me like it was clearly computer generated like it pulled you out of it and now granted i realize that all of this is computer generated yeah. but that in particular kind of like and i don't this is going to sound really terrible but it's the best way i know to put it is it looked like it looked like a world of warcraft character on like a on like an old gen pc or something like it just it it didn't have the visual appeal that the rest of the movie had the backdrop and the main characters. And I don't know if that maybe they just shorted the budget on those or, you know, and, and it's quite possible because like I said, I saw this movie in the worst theater ever. It could have just been my screen. Like it could have been the way that the movie visually looked, which I'm, they, I, I, I'm very likely to think like they, they were streaming that shit bootleg off of a YouTube bro. Like, well, well, and, and you were at 720 P. When I say that because when you go to book tickets for this movie theater, it doesn't say digital. So I don't know how they're really like showing this movie, but I don't think film. it was like a digital. Like it could have just been on a fucking film roll for all I know. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, uh, it was. I'm sure it was. Uh, but with that being said, it it just didn't look good to me. Like it looked really bad. So I'm really I'm anxious to either go see it again in a better theater or uh, you know catch it on Blu-ray and see how that that improves, if any. Uh, but that was like my one negative criticism about that movie in terms of overall plot and theme and character development. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, you see this, you see this, um, this kid develop into, into a man by, you know, uncovering some of his family's, you know, kind of secrets and, and what it means to, uh, to be a family and to get that approval of your elders. Um, and you just, you see, what that means in terms of the Mexican culture as well. And like, I obviously can't put myself in those shoes 
However, when I was walking out of the theater, there was uh, a Mexican family. Like there was a mom with two of her kids that were walking out right in front of me. And these kids were like spinning around and singing the the um, the main song. I don't remember the, the lyrics or whatnot. But it was like the cutest thing I'd ever seen. And I'm just thinking to myself like, like damn, this movie probably means so much to not only these kids but, but that, that mother in particular, you know, because I mean – they obviously seem to be the way the movie expresses to be a stringent culture in that, you know, they take, um, they take, you know, fitting into what you're supposed to do in life, like very seriously, you know, they take yeah. working and your work ethic very seriously. And so here you have this kid that, you know, wants to be artistic and, and play music and it's, you know, it's viewed as a negative thing initially. And so I, like I said, it just struck me like, you know, it must be, it must feel great as a, as a Mexican citizen to watch this movie and, and just, you know, it seemed like it did it very, very good justice. To Dude, you, you know what else they, they did justice is freaking the Mexicans in Mexico straight up just took the frozen short film out of the movie and showed him. You for real? Yeah, yeah, they literally took that shit out. Yeah. I was just like, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. They said, nah, nah, we don't need these white people in our movie. <laughs> nah. Dude, I was watching it. Uh, cut back real quick. I was watching that short, and they're going over all the winter traditions. And I was like, damn, they went over all the white winter traditions. Like, right. They straight were like, uh, fuck everybody else. And I was just like... I was watching this shit like this is the whitest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I could tell the family that it was like three rows back. I have a specific spot I like to sit so I can put my feet up. And like this family three rows back from me, I'm pretty sure they thought that was like the greatest short film they'd ever seen. But like, oh jeez, oh my god, oh they're yeah they're like, all right, we're gonna take the kids to the movie uh one for for this time this year because all these other movies are too liberal. And so they're like, let's go see this. <laughs> then they realized it was about Mexicans, and it got really weird. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, here's one thing also that I noticed, um, and this was, you know, more so the crowd that I watched the movie with. But when this movie wrapped up and the credits started to roll, everyone started to clap. Like all the little kids, all the kids shouted and then, you know, kind of cheered and all the parents started clapping, all the kids started clapping. And, um, I mean, I just, it struck me as, you know, here's this movie again about, um, something that in this day and age, uh, is, you know, I don't want to say it's viewed as negative to be ethnic, but I mean, that's the, that's the connotation that it has with it to be Mexican at this point. You know, that's the, that's the message that's been portrayed by a certain leadership. Um, and so I just thought it was awesome to see people appreciate a movie that, um, you know, went against the grain, uh, about that. So that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. And, you know, uh, in comparison to the last movie reviewed, there wasn't a single person clapping for that movie. Uh, and so I'll let you go back and listen to the episode on that. So, <laughs> uh, so it was, it was nice to, to sit through a, uh, you know, a movie that hands down was Dude, fantastic. The first time I remember in my life, an audience clapping for a movie, it was also a kid's movie. Weird, well, right? Was yeah, it was it was strange because I was like, oh, are they supposed to do this? Because I would see rated R movies with my dad at the movie theater, and people don't do that at rated R movies. Um, no, and um, 
It was the Rugrats movie, bro. I, for some reason, remember <laughs> the crowd fucking cheering. I remember that whole experience because we went to this movie theater and it it was crazy as fuck that day. There were so many parents there with their fucking kids to see the Rugrats movie. That's yeah. nuts. Random ass memory with a cat dog short beforehand. So check out the Rugrats movie. <laughs> cat uh, dog. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Cat dog. <laughs> cat dog. Oh, that shit was uh, dope. But, so, um, yeah, I mean... Other thoughts on this movie. Um, do you want to? Do you want to? You want to get into the big spoilers at this point? I mean, we talked about plot. We talked about what we thought of it. Um, I'm trying to think. There's something else that like I could hit on here. I mean, how did you? How did you feel about the music that was in the movie? As far as like enjoyment, like both. You know, obviously we talked about how it was cool that they kept Spanish, but like there were songs that uh, someone that didn't know Spanish could understand and i thought that you know based on the way in which they used songs which i already talked about but on top of that i think the songs were just genuinely good had a great feel to them yeah i mean they were especially um following up that frozen uh short in my opinion that did this film yeah, even more that was the real because that was the real helper right there <laughs> yeah i mean the i thought the songs were great i thought they flowed nice they were definitely written very well now, granted, are these going to be like Disney classics? I don't think so. I don't think so by nature because one, you do have some songs that have that are either all in Spanish or have Spanish words, so that automatically is going to you know limit. I think your your ability to to get across to every to connect with everybody, yeah. um, you know. So it's it's, it's not going to be your like circle of life or anything like that. But that's also it's not that type of movie. You know what I mean? And you know, to your earlier point, it's not a musical. It's not like a Disney musical that you would normally think of. The music made logical sense. It flowed great, and it was very well written. I mean, there's not much more you can ask for coming from a movie that's you know that's not essentially the core of the movie the core of the movie is family and the core of the movie is this kid on this journey uh not let's make some musical numbers to sell tickets um you know it's let's sell tickets based on telling a good story which you know for my money i'll take that every day of the week over you know some catchy songs uh no that being said like i said the songs were very catchy um they're they're not going to be classics i don't think but um so yeah i mean what else you got? You want to get into spoilers or? Let's see. I mean, yeah, you could put spoilers. I mean, that you know that might inspire. So, so the biggest, the biggest plot point, uh, or the biggest kind of plot twist, I should say. Um, so he finds this picture of his great, what is it, great great grandmother or great 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 grandmother? His great great. Yeah, Coco's mom. So Coco is his, his is his elder, <laughs> all right. His, yeah. And her mother, who is married to the musician, he finds a picture that leaves him a clue as to who his grandfather may possibly be. He's holding, uh, you know, this musician's famous guitar, and so automatically he thinks it's this world-renowned musician. Uh, when he goes into the afterlife, he ends up meeting said musician. Um, and he comes to find out that this guy's a piece of shit. And at first I'm like, well, that's a bummer, you know, because immediately, like I said, when I saw that, when I saw that picture and I saw the guy's outfit, I'm like, oh, is, you know, his grandfather, if you will, for the sake of conversation, 
is is this guy like cool got it you know let's let's see where this goes but it as it turns out that's not actually the case so when you find out that he's a piece of shit you're like oh man like this this is all this kid ever wanted was to get the approval of his his grandfather and this guy's a fucking bum and then <laughs> as it turns out um in the twist i did not see coming was uh it's not actually his grandfather his grandfather turns out to be this character that you know i kind of wrote off a little bit early on that but he was just kind of lingering so i didn't it didn't even think twice to me that this guy could actually be his grandfather and it turns out it was um so for major spoilers here not that i already didn't spoil it but that character turns out he wrote all of the musical numbers that this other guy got famous off of and this guy um and this is where it gets dark like oddly is this guy yeah. killed his best friend yep. his true grandfather in order to you know stick with the music that he had already written so essentially they're partners they had musical numbers together but he was the talent of it he was the guy that wrote all the songs and when he said he was walking away from music to be with his wife because his wife didn't appreciate music he that he wasn't having that and so he he kills him off takes it takes credit for everything he had ever written and becomes this world-renowned famous musician who ends up dying tragically in a in a very funny way i thought dude um, i laughed at that <laughs> shit and no one else in the audience fucking laughed i just started oh, so good I, I started dying and i was like it's really quiet in here oh uh, so so yeah i when that happened man when they revealed that that was his true fa- grandfather i literally like sat back in my seat and was just like whoa like that is i did not see it coming and i thought it was i thought it was great and it just added another layer of like so much heart to this movie you know what i mean like yeah it's not about your grandfather being this super famous musician it's about the passion you put into music and what it takes to be a musician and essentially the the core of this character is yes he was a musician but he would have given it all up for his family and so that's what miguel starts to learn as the movie goes on you know yes i'm a musician i'll do anything to be a musician but essentially everything comes back to family and so if i need to make sacrifices for my family then so be it yeah so um you know that's where towards the end of the movie he says i don't i don't care if i have your approval send me back to my regular life because i need to be with my family i need to i need to go back and so it just it hits you man like oh man it really does dude like Uh, I'm getting I'm getting chills thinking about it, dog. Like grown ass man sitting in the theater by himself, and I'm like I'm on the edge of my seat. All these little kids are like you know giggling. I don't think they I, I don't think they fully comprehended. But at the same time, I thought this movie did a good job of portraying. I think even a kid would be able to pick up on the family themes for sure in this movie. So, um, so that's like my biggest spoiler of this movie. I mean, did you have any others that you could think of? Um, Spoilers, not not really. That that I, I don't think there's anything really big. Spoilers. I thought that uh, there, were, I did see kind of that twist coming. I didn't see it super. I didn't see it as soon as we met his real dad. Um, but when when he the when he first meets the fucking guy he thinks is his great 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 grandfather um when he first meets him and the guy starts like showing him off and stuff 
it, as a mo- as a storytelling tactic as he's introducing him to all his friends and doing everything with him i was like okay this dude's not his real great great like great too good to be true yeah the, it's set up yeah. to be too good to be true so i was like it's not him i was like and the only other person that they would make it would be this dude with the one tooth that looks like he was captain jack sparrow in another <laughs> life um and yeah, so i i kind of had some suspicions but i thought they did from from like a visual standpoint he was different enough like the way he looked that i didn't i was like you know it's still it it couldn't be him because of the because the outfit you know what i mean the outfit in the picture in comparison to how this dude looks now but you know you come to find out that he's just he's down on his luck because his family abandoned him and it all over a miscommunication because he would have done anything for his family so you you really like feel for this dude you know like yeah um yeah uh, now one thing i i I'm typically usually very good at it, and I I wasn't able to with this movie. I don't know that maybe I didn't think about it until like later in the movie. And I was, if I'm being hundred uh, percent honest, like I was super tired when I went to go see this movie. So I, I'm sure there's some things I missed that I want to go back and see. But Pixar is known for like hiding shit in the background from their other movies. Um, oh yeah. Did you notice go, anything like that? Like, did I you see anything? I don't look for that shit the first time I go see a movie. No. Nah. Yeah. I also noticed that the corn was different in Justice League, and I didn't yo, notice that's, that. Yo, that that shit stuck out with like a sore thumb. Right? Uh, but I think I think not seeing any of that in this movie, like to me, it was easy to pick out and just say like Finding Dory or even Finding Nemo. Like the the thing above the in the doctor's office was clearly from Toy Story, and then there, you had the ball, and like there was a, there was a lot of things that just stuck out that was oh, clearly like we're gonna like place that. this. Um, I thought you meant but like- then like. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I meant by it. But then in this movie, I think it says it's a testament to how beautiful this movie is, um, because I'm sure that stuff is in it. They 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 do that every single movie on yeah, purpose. Yeah, the, the ball but is in I, every Pixar movie. Right. Um, but I think it, like I said, it's a sentiment to how beautiful this movie is because you don't get sucked out by noticing stuff like that. Like I'm sure it's there, and if I go back and really look for it, I I will find it. But you know, the first time through, I was just so absorbed in how you know how well this movie looked that i i didn't care to see any of that and i didn't it didn't stand out to me well now that we we started talking about that more i think i was i did take notice to something that my initial thought was hey that kind of looks like the ball and now that i remember that stuff it probably was is i'm pretty sure there was um like they have all those those I'm not going to call them clothes lines, but those like lines that then have the lanterns, the colorful lanterns on them all over the yeah. city. Um, I'm pretty sure that there was a shot that kind of had like a, I don't know how to describe the shot, but uh, along a row of these lights and that a few, the some of the lights, like every other light or whatever was the ball from Toy Story. Um, okay. Something, that, something cool. like that. I, mean, um, I, I felt like there was probably something, uh, if I had to guess, just from uh, like a visual of where I would hide it if I were making the movie. Um, I feel like there's probably something when they go to that guy that's, uh, and that's another thing we didn't touch on, but so essentially what happens is as your, if your family doesn't put up your picture on the day of the dead, you start to like dissipate. They forget about you. And so since they disowned his great, great grandfather for so long, there's this element of 
his time is short as well as Miguel's because Miguel has to get back before he turns into before he's stuck in the yeah. afterlife. And so that added a whole nother level. But when they go to borrow the guitar from the old like elder in the in the town um, that's about to like dissipate, he uh, I like you see they go to him because he has all of these like treasures that he's accumulated over the years. And so I feel like they would probably hide something in there. Um you know, from like maybe a past True. movie, because he's in like this bed of like just like like trinkets. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that would probably be a good place to put something. But I don't know that for a fact. I'm just kind of thinking as about the movie as we go through it. But you were gonna say something about the um, like being forgotten. Um. Oh, I was just <laughs> thinking about like this. <laughs> like, what if? This is so stupid. But what if like that was what if that was real? Can you imagine what a nightmare that, that is like in real oh, life shit. right now? Like <laughs> there's people on the other side that are just dying off because their family didn't up, put dog. their yeah, didn't put their picture up in their house. Like damn. <laughs> <laughs> First I don't know of, that I have pictures of any family members in my house other than like the dog. Shit, your family all disappearing, dog. I mean, you've but, been in my house. Like, half the picture frames are empty, dog. Yeah. Yeah, so Danny's wife, she did this thing. And, like, I'm going to straight call her out right now. Like, she did this thing a number of months back. Like, and by months, I'm like, a year and a half. Where, like, <laughs> she decided she was going to put all these pictures up in their house. So, like, she puts all these frames everywhere. But the kicker is, is there weren't fucking pictures in these frames. So, like, I go to Danny's house and suddenly it's just, like, loaded up with empty picture frames. And, like, we're all going to bed one night. They have their room. I sleep on the couch, just to be clear. It's kind of weird. We're all going to bed. Um, <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're all going to bed. <laughs> we all cuddle. And uh, I just remember being, like... This is really creepy. Like, it, it wasn't it's cool like setting, the first dude. night. But but then setting, I kept coming back and for a solid year and a half there's just picture frames. It's like, man, this is it's really strange. So uh, you go to sleep, there's no pictures of the frames, and you wake up and you notice that there's like one picture that just showed up. Right? Out of shit. And like it's like looking like, right at me. Yeah, they're like the next time there's like another picture and it's like super creepy but the first one's gone and there's like some type of weird connection between the two right and then you start to see <laughs> those people in real life like as you're walking you know what as you're just fuck? going through your normal day life i thought then, like, you were playing i thought real <laughs> i thought you were over here trying to like describe a funny prank but you nah, kept nah, going pitching a movie here, <laughs> and then it turned yeah then i realized it was like a pitch for a story and i was like damn <laughs> This motherfucker talking about are you afraid of the dark ass story right now? <laughs> Pick, get it, Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's a good pitch, dude. Hey, they have that movie coming out, so like they might use that yeah, story. So be careful. That's true. You know. Um. um so yeah, I oh, think shit. that's those are my thoughts on the movie. Uh, I think that wraps it up for me. Unless you got anything else you want to add about the movie, other than your, um, I guess we, I guess we score it. I guess that's what we do here. I mean, you already gave it very high praise, but. Do we score? I I told some people today a nine, but if you're like, what should we do better to make it a ten? I don't know that I could tell you. It's almost yeah. on. It's almost on principle, which isn't really fair. I I, I like <laughs> like I can't make it perfect. Like, yeah, I'm like looking perfect, at a cartoon and like I'm gonna judge this cartoon differently than I judge a live action movie because I thought there were two ten movies this year, which was surprising. And so I guess you know for. I, 
I'm going to say... Let me guess, I, your, your two tens Justice League was, not, was one, right? And was, uh, King Arthur was number two for dang, perfect ten movies. Dude, it was that's Ooh. close, but but Ooh. it was Justice League and Ju- like Justice League was on there twice. Um, oh because, word! Yeah, okay, because yeah, because sense. the first half was a Zack Snyder movie and the second half was a Josh Whedon movie. So and both um, were perfect. Boom. Um, shit, uh, you, you got me yeah, confused. I mean, talk about that shit. Damn, <laughs> I would give it. I'd give it an eight and a half, um, pushing a nine, maybe if I watch it again, and that one particular spirit animal didn't look like a PS2 graphic. Man. Look, dog, um, you go back to AMC Classic there in Oklahoma, and <laughs> oh my God, dude. you're like, hey, let, do you got a different showing of this movie? so that Because I, I didn't have an issue with the way that it looked. <laughs> it looked terrible, dude. It looked really bad. Man, um, I, you you might have... What? I'm you, not gonna. I'm not gonna. Did you get a coke while you were there? Cause I wouldn't have got a. Coke. I didn't, dude. I wouldn't. I didn't even want to touch the seats. Are you kidding me? I didn't want to drink anything from there. Eat anything. It's like recycled straw. Some lady named Marla used it uh, an hour. No ago. doubt. Like I, it's flat from from somebody fucking chewing on it. Like, oh, dude. I don't even want to. Th- I came home and I took a shower just from feeling gross <laughs> sitting in those seats, bro. Like, oh, disgusting. Speaking, speaking, kind of combining two trains of thought here. Um. Uh, family and and Mexicans who are more or less kind of like the the original Americans. Um, and then um, what do I want to say? Crap. White. Well, I guess we we don't consider ancient empires Mexicans. I don't. I guess. But uh, anyway, Mexicans and where you are, Oklahoma. There's a big um, there's a big Native American population there and out of like out of something that you would find cool unless you've done this before and you already know but like out of something that's cool to do out of respect for the culture not to go there and like buy some like an indian headdress but um if there's a powwow that you if you hear about a powwow going on you should go to one i've been to a couple and it's it's tight it's a cool thing to witness um okay so Uh, that'll That'll give you saw like any advertisements for that in Yukon, Oklahoma. Uh, but I do know, you know, to your point, there there are a lot of Native Americans out here, like for sure. Oh, have Um, you noticed? Yeah, no, I've noticed. Like, I've seen like some jewelry and stuff in like gas stations and stuff just randomly while I was driving here. Uh, So it's like right when I first got to Oklahoma. I don't know that Yukon uh... is heavily populated because. So, uh, to give you an idea. For those of you that have never visited Bumfuck, Oklahoma, Yukon is like the outer suburbs of OKC. Like, it's like three exits or four exits to downtown Oklahoma City. So it's not like it's not like super run down. It's just you know it's very country out here. Um, and so it's it's heavily populated. And you know, generally speaking, not to put anybody in a box, but um, you know heavy native american populations don't tend to be in very populated big cities like that they you know they tend to be more so on the outskirts so like i said when i first drove into oklahoma yeah i i I definitely like stopping for gas saw like some jewelry stands and things of that nature which is pretty cool Uh, i never really seen anything like that but um yeah i'll look out for a powwow you know what i mean i'll I'll sit around the uh 
I don't really know what they do. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> you're you're going to sit and watch. You're not going to do anything. You'll sit and watch them perform, and right. they'll they'll be they'll be selling stuff. Some stuff that's appro- that's culturally appropriate to buy, and other things that aren't. They'll be making food, and if you've never had, uh, as they call it, fry Indian fry bread, the white people call it. They just call it fry bread. Um, if if anyone's ever making fry bread, try that out. Um, that's my grandma, who's part Native American. Um, she was the only person in the family that actually looked it. Um, she used to make fry bread, and it was a, oh, it's some good shit. Make it in a cast iron skillet, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Here we um, go. Perfect but, butthole, uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But, um, yeah, go go check that. that go check that cool. out. That's some cool, cool shit. Cool. Oh, and the only reason I really knew is because I forgot one of my favorite artists. His name is Stephen Paul Judd. Um, he's a Native American artist, and he lives there and goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder games, just like you. Um, Oscar Kilo Charlie, dog. Yeah, you, man, you guys sound like some dorks when you say that. Like, I get why hey, you say chill. it, but, but <laughs> damn. All right, like so I think that, that wraps up uh, this week's episodes. Hit me with the plugs, dog. Got, tell me what you got. Um, Some plugs. Oh, you know what? I just want to plug everybody out there. Uh, wrap this up for me. Um, pay, pay it forward. Do something good for somebody. I was at Moe's today for Moe's Monday, which is $5 burritos. Um, and I go to check out, and the lady was like, you've already been paid for. I said, what? And she was like, I said, who, who, okay. who paid for me? And she was like, that girl. And it was this young woman who I had held the door for coming in. Um, she paid for my, she paid for my food. Um, not out of a place that was like, Hey boo, let me holler or anything like that. It was just genuinely, I could tell after I introduced myself and stuff that she was just, she just was there for the goodwill of it. And, and so pay it forward everybody. And, um, me and Danny are actually, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, a way that we could kind of pay it forward. And, uh, we might start doing like a Kickstarter of the month type thing where we, bring up a Kickstarter a little bit each episode, talk about it and promote it. Um, and just out of the, just out of the part of our hearts that we just like to keep, see cool shit succeed. Um, and so, uh, we might start, we're going to start looking at those things and bringing those to the table for y'all. Um, but for me, that's, that's about it as a wrap up note. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just want to shout out anybody that's, uh, you know, continues to support and listen. Um, you know, we've got a, and in our long hiatus, uh, you know, I had a, a lot of people that would, you know, frequently ask me, hey, what's up at the pool? What's up at the pool? He put out a new episode. So big ups to them, you know, uh, Matt, Andrew, Jordan, uh, you know, just a few off the top of my head, Botter from the short box. I mean, you know, a lot of love all around. And, uh, you know, we appreciate it. That type of stuff is what, you know, gets us back on the saddle. Um you know, I'm always going to plug uh, my brother James and his uh, his tattoo studio, Solid 8, Solid 8, Solid, Solid eight. Uh, State Damn. Art Studio. He only gave you uh, 8 out of 10. <laughs> nah. Uh, it's right there in Riverside. So if you're living in Jack's, check him out. Uh, James Ranieri in his, in his shop. Um, you know, everybody there is fantastic. So, uh, And then, of course, you know, if you like what you heard, uh, check us out on the socials. You know, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, we're at the pool network, uh, everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere you can find us, send us an email, tell us what you thought. If you saw Coco, if you didn't like justice league, whatever it is, send us an email, uh, shoot it to the pool network at gmail.com. Uh, 
And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Down, so download the podcast. Always, there you go. Yeah, like uh, you know, subscribe. That helps out. Yeah, and um, uh, it's well, automatically on your phone every week, and you get to hear uh, this yeah. this lovely voice every week. Yeah, this one. Look, I look. There was a a young lady uh, uh, that <laughs> oh, I had yeah. been seeing for a little bit, um, and she loves she loves our podcast i don't know if she still listens to it but she thought that we had great voices and that's always been one of my favorite compliments like like a man or woman and when somebody tells you they love your voice you kind of feel dope about that like (laughs) would you whatever man i feel i know a lot of people that feel good when someone pay them that compliment but apparently danny doesn't give a shit probably because no one ever told him he has a nice voice what? Um, well i get i hear i sound like keanu reeves all the time so <laughs> I, and i hate keanu reeves so with that <laughs> with that oh, let's man. wrap it up skillet oh, uh, we shit. say here every uh every week on the pull peace peace <laughs> This has been a Pool Network production. For your latest dose of movies, television, and whatever the fuck, tune in each Wednesday. And since we know you just can't get enough, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for information on new shows and events.